Welcome to episode five of the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. I'm Ty, known on Twitter at S-E-A-T-J-K, and with me as always is Chris. And where can we find you on the internet, Chris? I am C.D. Villasenor at, well, that's it. The ad comes first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm new at this Twitter thing. I've yeah. only been on Twitter for like eight years. It's <laughs> <laughs> a decade. I don't still know how it works. <sighs> so we allocate 10 minutes per topic and finish with an epilogue where we really search for the meaning of humanity. Interact with us on Twitter. I was expecting you to laugh. You're just, that was pause for laughter. <laughs> Interact with us on Twitter at 2on3pod or email the show at 2on3pod at gmail.com. Listen, this so, whole show is about the search for like truth and like the examination of humanity. Well, I'll tell you what. If our downloads are any indication, the people don't want us to be a sports podcast. <laughs> Uh-oh. Did our French <laughs> listeners bail on us? Yes. Uh, along with most of our audience, it would seem. <laughs> so now for something completely different. Right. Uh, so this week, we're going to talk about the state of the union. And the state of our union is idiocracy. So we're going to focus on that. Uh, we'll hit on public standards and practices, opening up the airwaves to uh, shithole. Uh, we'll talk about celebrity presidential candidates and uh, perhaps surviving the coming apocalypse. <laughs> so overall, <laughs> a bright and sunny show on tap for you. All the things that, you know, make life worth living. So we'll close with a review of our always terrible NFL picks and take a quick look at conference championship weekend. All right. So, Chris, let me get uh, let me get our timer going here. And, and uh, you were saying about shitholes. <laughs> That was it's the word of the, the word of the year already. It's 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 the middle of January and the word of the year is already shithole. I mean that's CNN has said this word a hundred times every fifteen minutes for the last three days and it's been hilarious because I like to watch CNN around the house but you can't do it because my kids be walking into the room and Anderson Cooper's all like shithole 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 it's a shithole president said shithole I'm like can we just I mean can you you can can you say s-hole do we have to I, I know what they're trying to do I know they're trying to make sure that we understand what a vile thing was said but I think we understand. You don't have. Do you have to say it a hundred thousand times an hour for people to understand that maybe it was not something he should have said in, <laughs> in a public meeting? Well, it's it's a really weird dynamic too because I always felt like hearing stories from behind the scenes where the president, you know, does swear. Like I, you know, heard stories uh, from the Pot Save America guys, right, where they talk about Obama swearing, you know, getting pissed off about things behind the scenes, and sure. that sort of humanizes the president, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but in this case, I mean. With a, with a subhuman standard, we're dealing with a much different dynamic where it wasn't like you came out and said it on the po- at the podium, right? He, he, he said it in a meeting and, and, you know, sentiments aside, which we all know what he meant and I certainly don't support that position, but um, it's not like he came out and said it. It was reported and then, you know, repeated. It was, it was hearsay to begin with. So I agree with you. Like, I, I understand what they're going for, but yeah, I don't know. I... It was, it's a tough spot because on one on, on one side, it's like, well, this is the man who truly sets the standard, sets the tone. And I do think that's part of the message, too, is saying, look, it's not just about the language of the choices that he's making. It's about tone setting for the organ- uh, the uh, I said organization. See, even I think the country is a business now. <laughs> you know, I've been brainwashed. But, you know, I mean, we've all had managers who swear uh, at, at, at times, um, certainly in a heated conversation about, you know, direction and things like that but uh 
I'm not excusing the behavior, but yeah, I agree that I think that the TV really did get off on getting a chance to say it without, I think, the uh, S&P folks breathing down their necks. They got the green light to say it, and they ran hard with it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I don't blame them, but you know, really, let's be honest, how many CEOs in this world, if you recorded what they said in the boardroom or in the meeting rooms, would just be vilified for all the things they said about their customers or their people or selling iPhones in some shithole country. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's just a funny thing to be able to, to be taken to task to because, first of all, I love the word. I mean, I <laughs> use, I mean, the fact that they've ripped this word away from me, like I can't say it anymore, makes me angry. It makes me almost as angry as not being able to quote Cosby jokes anymore because Cosby jokes were good when your dad like to be able to do Cosby jokes about me and they can't do those anymore. And now you they could take... do rape jokes in a Cosby voice. <laughs> <laughs> I could, but you know, that's a whole a... new world that's right. open to you that wasn't there before. I can't do Louis CK jokes. I can't do, I can't say the word shithole. Like I'm, I'm running out of things to do, but I don't understand. I mean, it's just, uh, people are, people have kind of gone off on it and I understand that the sentiment behind it, but, but, People say things like this all the time without saying it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's yes, like... but I mean, there's a number of different things that go into play here, right? First of all, we have to hold the president to a higher standard than your average, I think, even CEO. It's okay. not. It's not. It's it's not a private organization. You know what I mean? It is. It is the public, the most public organization there is. Sure. Um, and and it's not. I I don't think it's the language at all. It's the sentiment. Right. So it's it's specifically it's about the story about what he, I think if he had just said shithole in a meeting, I don't think it's a story. But when you say don't come from your shithole country has come from Norway, it's a whole different, you know, <laughs> different thing you're doing. Well, 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 if you take into account that the people in Norway probably refer to the United States as a shithole country, I don't know where that really I don't know where you really stand on this whole thing, because 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 half the people in, in those countries are like, geez, would you live in a shithole like America? Right? Yeah. I mean, it's all shithole is relative. Let's be clear about, you know, there are people who come from poor countries and that's their home. And I understand. It's an insulting thing to say about someone's home. Yeah, I think it's more just the sentiment that because of the circumstances of your birth, you're not welcome. I mean, that's really what the issue is, right? The question I have for you is trying to stay without, you know, a little lighthearted with our conversation <laughs> is where's the line? Like what word, like what would he have said? Like what could it have been that they wouldn't have repeated it? Because they're What's, obviously, I mean, the shithole is fairly mild, right? That's sort of FX swearing. That's FX level swearing where <laughs> you're going to get a few in and the, you know, the standards and practices, people are going to be fine with that. It's yeah. not the F word. Yeah. Um, but w what other words, like, I, I guess it doesn't have to be specific to this, but where is the line do you think for, okay. for the news media? Right. So let's see here. What if I said, well, I mean, now here's, I'm going to separate myself. We're just testing some words here. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> as, a, as, as, a, as a person who was born in a country where it might not qualify as like the most modern country in the world, um, I'm just trying on some words here. What if he says garbage country? I think it's, I, I think the story probably just doesn't take five days to get through. Right, right. No, they're not going to like run out garbage country. They're like, you know. It oh, I'm no. See, I'm talking about the other end of the spectrum. Like, 
seeing the shithole is a mild swear, uh-huh. what swear could he have said that they would not have repeated? Oh, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, what? I was testing it above. Like, at what point doesn't it become like if he just says something offhanded about developing nations, where he calls them like garbage countries, or well, that's just in line with whatever. his his entire political persona. Sure. So right. yeah, it's probably right. a nothing story. Maybe we hear about it for 24 hours. Yeah, but I want to know is at what point does Anderson <laughs> Cooper not say? Uh, you can't. Well, there's no. What is there? A, is there a proper f? If there's a proper f bomb construction here, I don't think there's a. I don't think there's an appropriate f bomb construction. What here. if he had I said think... fucking shitholes? <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe that would. Well, yeah, that would have been good. Do you think it would have been? I think we would have heard a lot of effing shitholes. Actually, yes, effing shitholes would have been would have been the thing. Um. Yeah, I I, th- I don't know where you draw. I mean, I think th- th- you can't say F- you can't say an f bomb. You can't say the f bomb. They're not gonna they're not gonna put that on the Chiron <laughs> on CNN, you know. But they didn't have a problem putting shithole like on the bottom of the screen for like <laughs> no, everyone to see. That was to me that was funnier than the, the people saying it. To be honest, it's just yeah, having just... this big Chiron up on the bottom. <laughs> so did you have to have a conversation about it with your children? No, because I think we had this discussion about cursing it's like you know what it's you know it's just a it's a bad word and you know no i did not have a conversation with them specifically about you know shithole countries well (laughs) my five-year-old i don't even remember i think i was looking at twitter on my phone and she sat next to me sat down next to me on the couch and the picture is a picture of trump and she's like that's the president and at this point the that i this just out of nowhere like i i, I know i've internalized it but it, when it's brought to my attention like that sort of out of con, you know i'm not thinking about it i, I have a kind of a visceral reaction to the whole thing <laughs> so i made this like face and noise and she goes what and i'm like he's just not a very good dude and you know i don't want to get into it too hard with her and so she's like well why is he the president <laughs> and i was like that's a good question i was like well because a lot of people made a mistake <laughs> Let's let's talk about the electoral college, but you know, I mean, that being said, the government is supposed to be resilient enough to take some to hit some serious potholes. That's the whole point of this. Well, and, you're not have, you're not supposed to have an entire political party be like 100 percent complicit with what looks on the on the face to be rampant illegal activity. Right. Well, and you know, I mean. And not to, you know, just to be, just to, just to be quote unquote fair and balanced about this, not that I, but, you know, I think the Democrats had a super majority in the, you know, in Obama's first term and they didn't get anything done. Yeah, but that was a dithering problem, not a, a hardliner, no compromise, kick out all the brown people situation. No, but I mean, there's this whole, there's this whole, there's this whole, it's, I, I don't, and I also don't think it's kick out all the brown people because I'm a brown person and I don't feel like they're trying to kick me out. You well, know, it's a, it's, it's really, a, you know, and here's yeah, because okay. you qualify as one of the good ones. Well, no, <laughs> I think it's about you can be anything in this country you want to be as long as you're not poor. That's correct. Okay, that's, and that's fair. That's and that's fair. and that's really what it's about. It's it's you know when if you've got money in this town. You can say whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. But, you know, the, 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 oh, right, thank, the, thank right God. in the middle of it, <laughs> right in the middle of it. Anyway, my stance is help the people who are, help the people who, who are poor and want, don't want to be poor. 
Well, it's also a certain level of poverty because if you look, you know, we want they want merit based, uh, merit based uh, immigration, and that doesn't even hold up to basic statistical scrutiny. So, yeah, when it comes to like being race driven. Anyway, we hit the buzzer. Let's move on because I've already we don't were, want to talk. About we were just we were just headed toward the iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So celebrity presidential candidates, obviously spurred by uh, Oprah's stirring Golden Globe speech from a week ago. I think um, she should be the president. You think she, oh, you just you just signing up? You just right <laughs> off the bat signing up for President Oprah? Huh? <laughs> Why not? Why not? How is it possible that the politicians that we have had be polit- or, sorry, rather celebrities that we have had be politicians have been so extreme? Is it just this um, desire to shrug off the the, the status quo? Like no, um, obviously, no. I mean the first one I recall. I mean, let's just let's set Reagan aside for for instance, and and talk about the body out in Minnesota. How does something like that happen? Here's the deal with modern with modern politicians, nothing matters more than being good on TV. And it starts so you can with, cut a good promo. Honest to God, it starts with you know it starts with television, and it yeah. starts with that classic, you know Nixon JFK thing where where JFK is good on TV and Nixon is not good on TV. And granted, Nixon gets elected <laughs> down the road, but think about our presidents. I mean, they all had they all they were all good on TV. Work them back. I mean, Trump. Yeah effective on tv you might not like him but he's effective on tv obama exceedingly effective on television right bush folksy and the fact you know, strategery <laughs> i mean but he was good on tv right clinton tremendous on tv yeah you know and then well george bush the you know bush well, that, was a du- that was a dukakis problem <laughs> that was that was a, th- and that was just like that was just basically 12 years of reagan but well, reagan, you know, reagan terrific story. on tv I, mean, I read a just... story. You're talking about good on TV. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But while you're talking about HW, I read a story. I remember this from uh, being when I was younger that one of the things that cost Dukakis the election, because for a long time it was a dead heat going into much of the last few weeks of the, the election. And I think, I don't remember which debate it was, but during debates they'd have Dukakis stand on like an apple box behind the podium so he'd be as tall as HW mm-hmm. in the, for the camera. Yeah. And after the, the debate at one point, and I guess this was a strategic move by the Bush camp. They had Bush step toward him and walk, like walk toward him at the podium to shake his hand, which wasn't like the blocking for the actual shot. Right. And it forced Dukakis to step down and then look up at, <laughs> at Bush. And that essentially that dynamic, a lot of people give credit to tipping the, the, the polling immediately reflected the, the, the lesser than dynamic. Right, right. And there was that famous Dukakis in the tank shot where he looks like a four-year-old. Like with that <laughs> yeah. gigantic helmet on, yeah. But you know, like that's the. I mean, but it you have to be effective on TV, and that's why people like to hear p- a guy like Clooney talk about politics. They like to hear Oprah. I'll I mean, tell you who I don't like to hear talk exceed, about politics. Exceedingly effective on television. Who's that? Matt Damon. <laughs> Matt, Matt Damon. <laughs> Matt Damon has some bad opinions and needs to shut up. <laughs> Well, I mean, well, he's got he's entitled to his opinion. Someone's going to put a, you know, someone's going to put a microphone in your mouth and ask you about, you know, about He just seems your really prone to excusing bad behavior. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know. They're celebrities. <laughs> I I mean, know. They're supposed to, you know, in the grand scheme of things, the fraternity of celebrity looks out for itself, and for I sure. think that and I think that, you know, you're seeing it sort of 
turn on itself these days with the Me Too move where, you know, women rightfully so in that industry are just saying, you know what? <laughs> you know what the deal is in this industry? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and God bless them. They, they absolutely should. But, um, but I think you, you know, people in that fraternity generally and that sorority generally, generally look out for each other because that's how they get paid, right? For sure. I think that there's a lot of, there can be a lot of empty liberalism in Hollywood saying the thing that you think sounds right, but then, you know, voting for your pocketbook behind closed doors, that kind of, that kind of situation. Yeah. I think come comes see up my, a lot. come see my movie. Right. I yeah. mean, if for, well, every, so, for every celebrity, for every action guy who talks about, you know, gun control, like here's, you know, Matt Damon shooting 500 people in Bourne movie. Right. Well, like Chris so, Evans, Chris Evans talks about gun control. He uses a shield. Well, he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Captain America in that first movie shoots a good deal of people. He, they were Nazis or they were Hydra, but you get it. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. It's fine. Okay, I'm really biting my tongue on saying, isn't the GOP basically Hydra at this point? <laughs> I'm just going to move on. Um, so in preparation for this segment, I found a completely unverified list of celebrities who were purportedly class presidents. And so I thought I'd run a few of these by you. Um, as I scrolled down the list, I was hoping it'd be fun. And then it gets real weird real fast. So uh, we'll see how this goes. High, first school, one high, school, high school class presidents? Uh, you know, I didn't look that hard at it. Well, let's just assume that's the case. <laughs> okay. Uh, Halle Berry. Not shocking. Class president. Not shocking. How, what about pre- so? What about President Barry? Where do you stand on President Barry? Man, I don't know if I don't know if she's got a. Uh, I don't know if she's got a. I don't, <laughs> I don't. I don't see her running the country. I don't see it happening. No. No. Just got. I think she has a, a past of of acting out a little bit in right. in public. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not sure what I'm not sure what kind of uh, character witnesses she'd get from from some of the people she's been involved with over the years. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> next, and this man couldn't be our president because he's Australian. Huge Ackman. I'd vote for Hugh Jackman tomorrow. If president Jack- Wolverine. Oh, president, Wolver- president Logan would be instant. No, he'd get my vote for sure. He sings, he dances, he acts. Good. He seems like a nice guy. He's been married to the same woman for like 25 years. He's, he's got my vote. Have we I'm ever had like- a yoked out president? This <laughs> dude just showed like veins popping out of his neck. No, no, no. I can't think. Uh, I know I can't think of a yoked out president. Teddy Roosevelt, maybe. <laughs> he did take a bullet and keep t- finish his speech. <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt could he could mess somebody up. All right, next up, uh, Blake Lively, Blake- class president. <laughs> Blake Lively, President Lively. No, not well, not yet old enough. Still only twenty nine. Yeah, she's also married to a Canadian, so this is also. Um, oh, I think the calming influence would be good for us. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would like to see Blake Lively run for president, just so Ryan Reynolds could say a bunch of just awful stuff, like <laughs> during the prison, during the campaign, just like completely inappropriate things all the time. So yes, okay, I'm in for, I'm in for President Lively. All right, uh, Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin, this one does not seem as so far fetched. Again, I think he's got a long history of acting out in public, right. like beating up photographers, and I don't think he was particularly good to Kim B when he was married yeah. to her. I think that there's a lot of problems with Alec Baldwin, but he's good on TV and he could and he can talk an issue for sure. And I think the thing that helps Alec Baldwin and, and, and even Halle Berry in this case is that Trump has basically completely washed away the need for you to be have, have been sort of a pious individual who hasn't screwed up in public. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, he's got 
but he, there's not a lot of uh, well, not that I think there's just not a lot of film of of Trump wilding in public like beating up people and stuff like that. I mean, he's, yeah, there's not a film of it in public, that's for sure. That's what I was it's not it's not, <laughs> it's not that it tapes. probably ain't happened. It's, yeah, there's no tape of him like ordering hits on people, but you know, whatever probably happened. All right, next up, uh, Will Ferrell. Will Fer- Will Ferrell, President Ferrell. He's already been the president. He is. He has. <laughs> Only in the sense that his W like sort of overtook actual <laughs> W. Like it's when you think of... about W in your mind, do you really think about W or do you think about Farrell's W impression? I think Farrell may have like stick with Bushy. I think I think I think he may have gotten Bush elected. Right. I mean, I think that, I think I think that I think that he was so compelling and like people liked it so much that they thought, oh, you know, W's probably he's probably worth voting for again. So, um, yes, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. <laughs> sure. The next one I'm not going to talk about for obvious reasons, but uh, it's in the list. Hillary Clinton. Oh. <laughs> what happened? Uh, <laughs> hashtag. <laughs> hashtag what happened? <laughs> All right, next, Bruce Willis. Bruce, <laughs> Bruce Willis. You know, yes, I'm in for Bruce Willis. All right. All right. Because, you know, because he could, you know, he could. Live free and die hard. I'm totally about. I'm totally that was okay. Horrible. I totally. Horrible. I'm totally fine with Bruce Willis as our president. As I think long... Bruce Willis might do a good job. He'd be appropriately sort of wry and sarcastic and irritated, like the right uh-huh. amounts. Mm-hmm. But also, like, have a nice. He might like pull a nice off-the-cuff one-liner here and there that really gets the crowd going. Yeah. Yeah. And plus, you know, some harmonica playing. Yeah, I was going to say he'd insist on playing terrible blues in public. Very yeah. Bill Clinton-y. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. I'm in. I'm in for. Well, the, can he get remarried to Demi Moore so she could be the first lady? That would be cool. I'd like that. Yeah, I think we could. If if that ha- if we can get Demi Moore on board, I'm in for Bruce Willis. All right, last one. Because this right. is the one you're not going to expect. Paula right. Abdul. <gasps> Paul in. As for, long as again, as long as like she comes with Simon Cowell and Randy Jackson, as long as like, right? As long as like her chief of staff or whatever is is Simon Cowell, I'm totally in for Paula Abdul for president. I've for- actually completely forgotten about the Paula Abdul American Idol aspects. What? Like, I, no, for me, I, like, it didn't overtake it for me because Paula Abdul is such a formative part of my young life <laughs> that the imprint was too strong for the American Idol. Uh, what would you call it? Uh, yeah. Lack of coherence, incoherence, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> for it would it. be straight up. Now vote for Paula Abdul. Yes, forever your president. For <laughs> <laughs> she's forever your president. Yes. Oh, yeah, we're in. We're in. Paula, president Paula Abdul. She should hire us to like work on her campaign. Two names that I wanted to touch on just because they were fun. Uh, that are on this list: Warren Beatty. <laughs> Might probably not in the, in the wake of the Me Too movement. Probably not. And Charles Grodin. Charles, Charles Grodin is completely underrated. At, you remember the movie Dave? Yeah, with, of course. With, and Charles Grodin is his like his accountant buddy. Yeah. And like for the four minutes Grodin's on film, he's hilarious. He's completely terrific. Anyway. All right. Well, that's good. All right. So last topic for today's show. Uh, obviously, there was really... Uh, kind of an, I mean, it's gotten a lot of mileage out of it. There was a, a false nuclear missile alarm in Hawaii. Um, Unbelievable. 
Did you see by chance on the internet today there was a screenshot of what the menu looks like? Of like that the employee selects from on which which alert to push out to the system? Oh yeah. It, no, it's literally like a list of hyperlinks on a white page. <laughs> like it's just it looks like a website from like nineteen ninety eight. It's just like ten hyperlinks on a white page. It brought and, to you by GeoCities. And one of the one of the items, it's the exact same wording, one just says test and one doesn't. And so you just click the one that didn't say test. This is not a drill. Um, so in the, in the vein of, of having to worry about the, what seems to be like the pending apocalypse, uh, on a week to week basis, are you prepared, sir? Am I prepared? You know what? So years ago, I honestly, I did the three days, three way that, that whole, Mm -hmm. that whole campaign about three days, three ways kind of a thing. Sure. And in the event of an emergency, are you prepared to stay in your house for a week and the honest answer is yes. We could hole up for a week without services, and and I'm I'm that prepared. But I'm not any more prepared than that. After five days, we're gonna have to get some help <laughs> because I, I'm I'm all out of I'm all out of solutions other than looting my neighbors at that point. So let's assume you have to leave the house. Are you like, how long would it take you to be prepared to be gone? And where would you go? See, that's the this is. <laughs> It depends on the apocalypse, right? It depends. Yeah. It depends on the type of apocalypse. Let's just say for this, with. for argument, it's not nuclear bomb, which pretty okay. much doesn't give you an option to get away. Right? Nuclear bomb is no good because, right? No matter prepping you're going to do is is worth that. But you have to have a complete like breakdown of services. So, earthquake. I don't zombies. even think earthquake. Zombies? Zombie apocalypse? I think zombie apocalypse. Let's, let's do zombie because it's we're, we've all had to suffer through a few seasons of The, the Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. And hopefully we make better decisions than those people make. But I think that when it comes right down to it, in the event of any emergency, the closer you can stay to your house, the better off you are. And the only sort of thing that, you know... If you're doomsday prepping, the plus and minus of it is is gun or no gun. Like, right. would I if, would I keep a gun in the house? Like, what in terms of my prep? Like, if you gave me the likely scenario of here's the if they dealt me the cards that said okay, here are five scenarios. Likely, would I go buy a gun? And I'm not sure. I'm not sure any of the any of the regular stuff. I just don't really feel like. Like a gun is in my prep box, but um, but for zombie apocalypse, definitely. <laughs> well, I have a, a a sword and a machete a on hand. <laughs> a, a quality sword, uh, like something that'll cut somebody's arm off, kind of a sword. I don't know. You want to come over and test it out? No. <laughs> Did you buy it from like the internet? No, I didn't buy it. Uh, it was. It was in my parents' things when they moved down from Alaska, and I think it was my little brother's at one point. <laughs> and somehow a, it ended up in my house. It's a metal sword. It, it does it have an edge on it? Oh, yeah. It's sharp. Really? Yeah, it's really sharp. 
I always had like one of those weird fantasies about buying that two-handed sword from Cold Steel. Have you ever seen the Cold Steel ad like on on YouTube? Are these the dudes that cut the watermelons in the Yeah, yeah, the, and the, like the, they the bamboo poles. Yes, and they cut like the they they have that like hanging pig and they're yeah. like, totally like <laughs> with the like, axe, with the battle axe. Yeah. Yeah, it's like they they make this like two-handed sword. And it's like the the ads like, "Oh yeah, I totally need that Cold Steel two-hander." my house because you know because that would help you in any sort of way shape or form no but i do think that the swords is an effective zombie killing weapon sure <laughs> I, you know, I, want a big, all... I want a big muffled shotgun right the the thing about zombie apocalypse is okay are we talking slow zombies like walking dead zombies because if they're human running speed you're screwed there's nothing yes. you can do no if, if i get caught in one of those 21 days later yeah. scenarios i am screwed because i can't outrun one of those dawn of the I, dead no i can't outrun a like a full running zombie when part of me wants this so i have a i have that jeep commander that i don't drive too often and, and part of me every once in a while gets a wild hair to like start kidding it up for like a a long alaska canadian highway trip where we're going trying to make it to like the mountains of the northwest territories <laughs> put a bunch of gas cans on it yeah and, like, try to get it to where to big where ass cow catcher thing on the front <laughs> no i think shielded zombie, tires zombie apocalypse sword is fine it's always numbers that get you it's always the it's always the big herd of zombies that that overwhelms you which is the problem with zombie apocalypse you could take out one or two zombies yeah, but it's the fifty, it's the hundred that you like walk around the corner and there's like a hundred of them, which is the which is the part of the zombie fear thing that uh, that gets people. It's like not one zombie, one zombie's easily handled. A hundred zombies is the one that 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 hoses you. I'll tell you, the apocalypse will tr- really uh, teach everyone that lives today a hard lesson about how easily human beings die. <laughs> It's like, oh, I got a scratch. Uh, see you later. Yeah. You're done. You know, that's, that's just like this. It's you are. Let's be let's be clear. If there's a zombie apocalypse, you're a zombie. <laughs> like you, me and you, we don't. You know, it's like you're a zombie. Everyone thinks, oh, I'm the one who's not the zombie. No, a million zombies don't come from nowhere. You're the zombie. The odds are you're the guy. You're it. You're the person. I thought the shopping mall was actually a pretty good place to go. In like in, speaking of Dawn of the Dead, and you hit up in the shopping mall, you have a lot of supplies. There's not a lot of grocery options, but space and fairly well secured. The Costco is where I want to be held up. There you go. That's a good spot. Not too many. Only one point of entry. Yeah. One real point of entry. One yeah. weak spot. And yeah. Yeah. The looters are coming hard though. Yeah. People people with like serious guns are coming for the Costco though <laughs> sooner than later. You're better off you're better off hiding in your house, boarding up the ground floor and just lying just lying low until I don't know till you become a zombie. Until you face that's you know, just 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 come to grips with it. But uh yeah, I don't will they will Hawaii send me a will Hawaii send me a, an alert if there's a zombie apocalypse? Um will they is that is that a link? I don't know. The, what if uh, what if sick what if sick uh, dying Gwyneth Paltrow shows up on a plane? That's the thing that scares me mo- the mo- most, and is the most likely to be, I think, a pandemic is the thing that freaks me out. I think even more than like the the, the nuclear bomb thing, because the nuclear bomb is sort of like it's that's it. There's no there's nothing you're doing that's going to save your life. But the pandemic thing is like this growing dread, and it's going to really shut down life in a hurry. Yeah. I, well. Yeah. 
I can see that. I mean, that's a that's a uh, I don't know. Wouldn't we have? Wouldn't we have had a pandemic by now? I mean, even we had SARS, we had bird flu, we had I all this other stuff. I feel like stuff. we come a lot closer than we realize. <laughs> <laughs> I think that. Uh, I'm not so worried about pandemic. I don't know. I read Outbreak when I was like 15, and it really like uh, screwed me up the rest right. of my life. Andromeda yeah. Strain. Yeah. Damn Crichton. Right. I was having this conversation the other day about like crap they showed us kids, like nuclear war movies. Like, remember the the day after or whatever they had that? I was yes, must have been in high school. Is, yeah. We had like this Cold War thing. It's like they light yeah. up, you know, this nuclear bomb, and then like everyone's hair falls out, and, like yeah. the <laughs> slowly day, like, die from the nuclear winter. Right, your teeth fall out, and like you don't. Yeah, it's like why would you show this on national television to make kids like me just like freak out? Well, so my kids really like the Iron Giant, which has this heavy nuclear like <laughs> war component to it. Yeah, that's a good. Uh, have you not seen it? I love it. Yeah, it's a great okay. movie. Yeah, but it gets really heavy at the end. Where it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, we're all going to be vaporized. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm that. Con- You're conflicted about your apocalypses. Well, your I'm just apo- conflicted your, about your, your like, children's eye. entertainment and the stakes they have to set for children. Like it seems, <laughs> it's always really dire right off the bat. Well, that's a whole segment unto itself because I feel like I've got I've got a deep well of uh, of stories about inappropriate things that are inappropriate stories that are told as children's tales because good lord i also like, think that we we've we've softened about too much like i get these fairy tale books now and i read them to my kids and it's like that's not how this goes i was like somebody <laughs> dies in this story that's like a big part of it right you disney-fied like... it and now it's just oh yeah you, you gave them we just okay so just tonight we read a red riding hood story where big bad pete is the big bad wolf and okay. Minnie is red white riding hood and uh-huh. she foils him by like feeding him menthol cough drops, <laughs> and it, like he has to run off and get some water. I'm like, right. this, this is really mild. I mean, I, I'm right. not against it, but this story used to be terrifying. I mean, first right. of all, the wolf straight up ate grandma. Uh huh. And then I I don't remember how it actually ends, but I feel like doesn't he gobble her up too? And then he, they get saved by a huntsman who like cuts them out of like right. cut, he cuts them alive out of the wolf's body. Yes, that's <laughs> that's exactly how it works. It's <laughs> a whole different book. That is a different book. It's like, uh, yeah, it's yeah. All those, all those brothers, everyone croaks in those those old tales. They had to like, they had to soften them up for for us. All right. Well, that's that's enough of this. Let's uh, let's talk <laughs> NFL. <laughs> this is not nearly as funny and quite a bit more depressing, I think, than I expected. What? Really? <laughs> I know. It's an interesting. I think it's an interesting conversation. I think I think we need a little. You need to you need to embrace a little bit of the the the, the garbage, the little bit of the grime, the little bit of the tough stuff because it's because you're going to get the tough stuff soon enough, and you you know you don't want your kids to be completely unprepared. Yeah, no, I'm I'm in generally pro gallows humor, which sometimes gets me in tight spots, but you know for the most part, <laughs> uh, I enjoy a good laugh at something terrible because I don't know that's the kind of person I am. Yeah, like like the picks we made. <laughs> yes, week. like the picks we made. Um, good transition. Nice, nice segue. Well done. Thank you. So that's once I, again, a, <laughs> a tough, a tough week for us. Uh, both going one and three. Our only victory uh, coming at the hands of New England's romp over Tennessee. Well, that was a yeah, it was a no brainer. So we're really zero and three. Right. Yeah. Although the Saints thing, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give myself. Partial credit for the Saints thing because that was ridiculous. Well, 
You know you don't get credit for partial credit in the casino. There's you don't no, like, get partial credit. No, but I'm taking partial credit for every... I'm taking partial credit for that because that was a ridiculous ending. Well, that brings our playoff records to mine to a resounding 1-7 and seven and you to a <laughs> robust 2-6. and six. <laughs> Woo! So we are kicking ass. Lucky I don't bet on these games. Not anymore. Not since they made it illegal in our state to, to gamble for some reason. Stupids. Um, all right, so this week two riveting games as we head to conference championship weekend we have jacksonville at new england where new england is a nine point favorite i mean are we can we continue to bet against blake Bortles and have him like show up i mean no one's no one's blown up heinz field that bad since bane in the dark night i mean since the dark night rises <laughs> i mean they wreck that place that was uh that was actually that game wasn't even that close they kind of got some garbage time touchdowns i believe in jacksonville i think that jacksonville has if they can if they can make brady get happy feet like denver did you know a couple years ago yeah blake bortles doesn't turn the ball over i don't know i'd give them i give them a chance what's the spread again do you give them a nine point chance so they only have to get within nine, right? Two yeah, scores, I, basically. I like I like their defense. I'm going to go with Jacksonville and the points. Okay. I'll, I'm just going to keep betting on inevitability and go ahead and bet on the Death Star because <laughs> I don't see – I don't. I mean, I could see the, the Jacksonville covering, but I agree with uh, the maxim that you shouldn't take the underdog unless you think they can win, and I don't really think that Jacksonville can win. Yeah. Bortles on the road. I said this last week, but they went to Pittsburgh and they won, so. Yeah. There I think Pittsburgh it. sucked all year, and that's what I was saying. And then they, they just won a few, a few. I think if you go back and look at the games they won, their resume is not all that impressive. You know, and that's the thing with Tomlin. It's like Tomlin teams just aren't very disciplined when it counts. And you know that Belichick teams don't make those kind of mental mistakes. Right. So I don't know. I don't. I like Jacksonville. I like their defense. I always. I'm a sucker for. I'm a sucker for a um, a a tough D. All right. Well, I'll take the other side of that one. All right. NFC Championship is Minnesota as a three-point favorite in Philadelphia. This is I, – I don't know. I, I said – I gave Nick Foles, like, no love. And, you know, he got it done. So, in Philadelphia, yeah. I like the Viking defense. I like Philadelphia. This is a good one. Um, what's the what's the spread again? Minnesota's a three point favorite. Minnesota's a three point favorite. Yeah. Minnesota on the road. Team of destiny. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Vikings. Uh, I think um, they'll uh, they'll give um, Nick Foles too hard of a time. Yeah, it's hard to come up with anything astute to say about this now. I, I, like Foles did not play well. Um, that he got that one reception that I saw that hit the defender like he kicked it out of his own hand. <laughs> he like jumped up and the ball was right at his waist and he brought his knees up as he jumped and it the ball was in his hands and his knee just comes like square up with it and then the receiver ends up catching it and getting first down. Yeah, I mean that's the kind of stuff to... that happens when you you know when you win unexpectedly for sure. Yeah, for sure. I'm just I'm just sad that you know drew Brees had to put on a performance like he did in minnesota and come away with nothing on that 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 sucks yeah but 
Um, but I think, like I said, I think uh, this is just not. I mean, this is the problem with the NFL in general now. It's because you know, am I gonna really make time to watch this Minnesota Philadelphia game? <laughs> I didn't really watch a lot of football last weekend, to be honest. Yeah, I watched the second half of the the Saints game. I watched. Yeah. You know, I didn't watch well, much more than that. Well, I'll also take the Vikings. Um, I just, I don't ever want to place even a fake wager on Nick Foles. And I mean, I know he was competent for one year, and not more than competent. He had one like amazing season. Um, and it's certainly not so terrible that he gives you no chance to win. I think it's incredible that three of the final four quarterbacks are Blake Bortles, Nick Foles, and Case Keenum. <laughs> Um, but hey, you know, these guys have, or not these guys, I guess in the case of Case Keenum, he's played well, but everybody else has, uh, the rest of their team dragging him along with him. Right. So, you know, there we have it. All right. Get, get psyched up for that. Uh, get psyched up for uh, championship weekend. So, we sound real pumped up for it, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> They're lucky we don't have to shill the NFL for a living. Cause I would just, I would just, I would, I wouldn't be able to hide my, my obvious disdain for this product <laughs> let's it's, go it's football teams and i hope nobody yay. gets paralyzed yay sports ball <laughs> exactly well anything else to say about uh the holocaust <laughs> <laughs> the, i mean all right so Wait, sorry i didn't mean the holocaust <laughs> not the holocaust but the impending doom of all mankind yes yeah we're real we're we're, we're doing a high note this weekend this week so um, that's uh, that's good. Um, we'll come up with some some happier notes later. Well, everybody, uh, you know, keep three or four days of food on hand in your house in case you can't leave. <laughs> three days, three ways. Yeah. And uh, make know. sure you get your five-gallon buckets and your extra toilet paper because you know you don't want to be digging a latrine in your own yard. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Kitty litter. Five-gallon right. bucket and kitty litter. You're on all, that note, let's call it a week. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Peace out.
Yeah.